Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. As we celebrate Mother's Day, um, in my studies, I wanted to, to bring a message about mothers. I wanted to bring a message about that, how, how, how um, uh, mothers overcome and how women in general overcome difficult obstacles in their lives. I wanted to talk about this morning, I'm going to talk about a woman named Hannah. Amen? Because this woman named Hannah, she had, she had many obstacles in her life and she had many difficulties that she had to overcome. But we don't think about Hannah sometime in that, in, in that way. Hannah, Hannah had depression issues. Hannah had acceptance issues. Hannah had issues that she was looking at. Someone else was judging her unjustly. So Hannah had a lot of things, and, 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 and the thing about it is, is this, is that these issues were coming from Hannah. They were coming from the place where she thought that she was going to go and find refuge. They were coming from the church. And, and as, I go into the, as I go into the message this morning, I'm going to explain a lot of stuff. I'm going to explain a lot of stuff about Hannah. I'm going to explain a lot of stuff how she was able to press through. She was able to press through difficult times. She was able to press through in, in a time in her life when she was really down. But as mothers, as mothers, what, what I really want to get in, 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 and instill, especially those who are listening online, is that as mothers, you have a love that is unconditional. A woman is born automatically with an unconditional love because she gives birth to a child. There's only two ways that life can come into this world, and that's by God and by a woman. No other way can life come into this world. So a woman, a woman is basically the right hand of God. The woman, the woman has birth pains, and, and she goes through these birth pains, but what a lot of people don't realize is that, is that as she goes through these birth pains, she's on the brink of death herself. Back in the old days, a lot of women lost their lives giving birth. So it's something very special about a woman who gives birth, who gives life. In the, in the process of, of her uh, uh, motherhood experience, she may even have a child that is rebellious. We don't think about that. We think about all the good kids. But a mother may have a rebellious child. And because she has this rebellious child out on the streets, she is praying consistently and constantly for the welfare of this child. But then something happens. The child ends up coming back home and the mother welcomes this child with open arms. The child has a place to sleep. The child has food to eat. And from my own past experiences, when I was out in the streets, and I would say, Mom, you got a few dollars? And she would be fussing all the time. Greg, you got to get yourself together. Greg, you got to do this. But at the same time, she's reaching in her purse to give me a few dollars. A mother's love is unconditional. A mother's love is a love that no one can put value on. It reminds us of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It reminds us 
of God the Father when he said that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whom should ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Unconditional love. Unconditional love is one that gives. Unconditional love is one that holds no record of wrongs. The love of a mother. The love of a mother will suppress all understanding. The, the love of a mother will comfort when someone else wants to harm. I remember years ago I saw this video that a child got caught beneath a car. And the mother came running out of nowhere and actually physically lifted that car up off that child. The love of a mother will protect. Reminds us again, if, if, if God the Father and the mother are the ones who can give life, And the Bible says in Psalms 121 that I, I lift my eyes unto the hills with cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord, the creator of the heavens, the sea, and the earth. So the mother is constantly with her eyes up to the hills and looking up to where her strength comes from. And as I continue, like I said, I want to talk about a young lady and her name is Hannah. If I had to title this message, I would title it, Hannah, he heard your heart when you said. And we're going to get into what did she say. Hannah was going through something. In Hannah's own life, that, that, that she had a loving husband. But in this day and time, her husband had another wife also. That was the culture. It's, it's, if, if we honest, it's hard enough just to have one woman. Now, there's a whole bunch of them. I don't know how they did it because I don't have hair as it is. But her husband had another wife, and, and his other wife had children, and, and, and Hannah's womb, the Bible said, was closed. So I want you to go back and read that, 1 Samuel chapter 1. If you got homework assignments, like I always give out, 1 Samuel chapter 1. He had another wife who had children, and Hannah didn't have any children. But every time they went up to the temple, every time they went to the house of the Lord, and they did this yearly, is that her husband would give a portion to his wife who had children, but he would give a double portion to Hannah. But the thing was, is that the other wife would bring it in Hannah's face. Was saying, hey, I got kids and you don't. He has to love me more than he loves you because I've given him children. And this was part of Hannah's problem. Hannah was looking and she was, the Bible said that she was bitter of soul. We're going to get into that. I want us to understand that God heard Hannah's heart. I want us to understand why Hannah was in this state of bitter of soul. Because the place that she was going to, to find refuge, was the place that she was finding the bitterness of soul. And it was hard for her to go to this place. And that place was the house of God. 
it was hard for her because every time she went there, the other wife kept throwing in her face that she did not have any children. So Hannah did everything that she possibly could. But the Bible said that she was in bitterness of soul. She was in a hard place. And I'm saying this this morning because I want it to be known that sometimes mothers can be in a hard place. But she didn't give up. Psalms 147 verse 2 through 6 reads like this. And the Lord builds up Jerusalem. I want us to understand is that, is that what God does, he builds up. He doesn't tear down, he builds up. What man does, man will tear you down, but God will build you up. It says the Lord builds, builds up Jerusalem and he gathers together the outcast of Israel. In other words, what the Bible is teaching us this morning is that God builds up in those who are in anguish or those who are going through something. He gathers them together. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. This is something that Hannah is going through right now. Hannah is going through a period in her life right now where she is wounded, but she's not given up. He counts the number of stars and calls them by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble and casts the wicked to the ground. Hannah is going through a painful trial. Hannah, God had a purpose for Hannah's life. God is going to use a closed womb to bring forth greatness in Hannah's life and to show us the plan of salvation through Hannah. We have to understand as a, as a church, we have to understand as individuals that what is closed, God can open. He will open dreams. He will open your purposes. <clears throat> he will open your hearts to forgive. He will deliver you from the opinions of others because they choose to close your goals and achievements and opinion. Mm. Excuse me, my throat getting dry. Let's read First <clears throat> Samuel chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 8. But these are the things that Hannah is going through right now. Hannah is going through something right now that is a very difficult period in her life. Hannah can give up, say, I don't want this no more. Every time I go to the house of the Lord, something is always going on. And I don't want to do it no more. But Hannah is not giving up. Then Elk, Elk, excuse me, then Elk Hannah, her husband said, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in, in Salah, and now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat of the doorpost. I want you to pay attention. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting at the seat of the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was bitterness of soul. You see that? See what the Bible says? That she was in bitterness 
of soul. And, but look what she did. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and do not forget your maidservant, but I will give your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, and then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Hannah's husband loved her and would do anything for her. But this was something between Hannah and God. See, sometimes in order to get our faith strengthened, in order for us to overcome trials, it has to be between you and God so that God would get the glory. The Bible said that Hannah prayed in bitterness of soul. She did the right thing. She prayed an honest prayer from the heart and allowed her to lay all her feelings before the altar, before the throne seat of grace. See, what Hannah is teaching us this morning sometimes is that when we are feeling a certain way, we must get out and just lay everything before the Lord. We must be honest. Hannah cries out and calls him the Lord of hosts. What is she what what is she saying when she uses that word Lord of hosts? Host means in the Bible many, like a big army. So she is saying right now to the Lord in her prayer, the Lord of hosts, I know that you are bigger than the afflictions that I'm going through. Even though she is in bitterness of soul. Hannah, takes, Hannah makes a vow from the place of her bitterness and anguish. Now let's think about that. Most of the time when we are in a place of bitterness or anguish, the last thing we want to do is make a vow. But Hannah is praying unto God because she knows that he is the Lord of hosts. That what she is going through doesn't compare to what God can do in her life. And Hannah made a, a vow and said that no razor will come upon his head. Now, this is a vow of, of the Nazarite, which means that, that he would never taste or take of, take of a grapevine, which means that he would keep himself from an earthly distance. In other words, that he wouldn't come near a dead body. Because what that represented in the Nazarite is it represented a fleshly, it, rep it represented the sin that took place with Adam. And no cutting of his hair. There was only two people who had the Nazareth vow from birth, and that was, that was Samson and Samuel. And their vow was from birth. Usually, it would last between the, the ages of 30 and 50. But Samuel, his vow was from the day he was born or from the day he was conceived. Hannah is speaking from her heart. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to speak from our hearts. She was speaking about a child that she didn't even have yet. She was making a vow unto God right now that I'm going to give you this child if you bless me with him. We have to be like Hannah and be willing to give it up. God will use the innocence of our hearts. I'm going to say that again. God will use the innocence of 
of our hearts. She said, I will give him to you all the days of his life. The child was already in the tribe of, <coughs> of the Levites. So God had already looked upon the tribe of the, of the Levites in a special way. So the service and dedication that the Levites would, would, would give God was, was something that, that, that was already dedicated to him. But Hannah took it a step farther. She took it one step farther. She said, I'm going to give you the boy's life. All the days of his life. The vow of the Nazarite was more greater than the dedication of the Levite. The love of a mother. This is what we're talking about. The love of a mother will give God something greater than he already has. See, what Hannah was doing, she was praying and she was asking God for something. God already had it. But God wanted to know where was Hannah's heart at? Was Hannah willing to give it back? Or was she going to hoard on to something that I've already blessed her with? Hannah said in her heart that, that if you bless me with this, I'm going to give it to you. The boy will be yours all the days of his life. The question is sometimes, what are we willing to give God? What are we willing to give God all the days of our lives? Are we willing to give God our hearts? Are we willing to give God that thing that we hold on to and treasure? Because what God will do is give it right back to you. He's already blessed you with it. Our confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. When I make that confession, I'm telling God, I'm giving you my life because of what your son Jesus Christ has done. I'm giving you my whole life. Verse 12 reads like this, and it happened as, he, as she continued to pray before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now, now this is real, real, real sensitive that we really have to understand what is taking place here. Because remember I said that the place that she was going was the place that she was finding bitterness of soul. The Bible said in verse 12, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord. She is praying before the Lord that, and, and that Eli watched her mouth. Verse 13. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put wine away from you. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? is that this woman was praying in her heart. And someone is looking from a distance and think that she is drunk because they don't see the result. They're judging her. We learn from Hannah, even in this instance, that she's not going to give up. The Bible says that and he the Bible says that I judge the heart and not the outward appearance. Eli was judging the outward appearance and God was seeing her heart. The devil is a lie. He wanted Hannah to give up. He was trying to use somebody in the church or somebody in the house of God to give Hannah a bad word so that she would give up on her promise. 
Hmm, interesting, isn't it? To be influenced by an opinion. This is why it's so important that we do not be influenced by an opinion. Eli was judging Hannah for what somebody else had done. Let me give you a, a brief synopsis of this. During this time, during this period of time, Eli was the priest. And what ended up happening is that when people would go up to the, to the temple gate, everything was in such a disarray at this time that they would be drinking and, and getting partying and stuff right, there, right outside the temple. So Eli being the priest, he was taking, taking all this in. He was taking everything in. So when Hannah came up and Hannah is sitting there and she's praying, the Bible said, and she's praying from her heart. And all he's seen were her lips moving. The first thing Eli did was judge her for what somebody else had done. And he said that you got to be drunk. Because he, his experience was, that's what everybody else was doing. And if Hannah would have taken that from him, she would have walked away from her prayer. The effective prayer of Hannah was silent in the voice was in her heart. That's why it's so, it's, it's so critical we don't judge anybody. We don't judge anyone for what they're doing because we don't know what they're doing before God. Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not right. Eli was judging her because of what somebody else did. Amen? Amen? See, people don't understand sometimes, and they assume the worst. The prayer of a mother is from the heart. The prayer of a mother is from the heart. Sometimes, I remember sometimes walking in, in the house, and all I hear them was humming. I don't know what they was humming about, but they was us humming. And they would look at me and just shake their head and keep on humming. I remember, you know, if I want to keep it honest, I remember when I was out in the streets doing everything I wanted. I was just willy-nilly doing everything I wanted to do. My grandmother got so mad at me that she wrote on a napkin this particular day. And she put it up on the refrigerator. And the napkin read, Lord, save him, just don't kill him. That's how the napkin read. Next thing I know, the napkin had turned brown. <laughs> so you know that napkin had been up there for a long time. But I found my way to the Lord because of her prayer that she didn't give up on me like everybody else did. Everyone else gave up on me because this woman was praying and the only thing they seen was her mouth moving. They didn't see no results. Well, Greg's still out there in the streets. Ain't you praying, Miss McIntosh, that Greg come out the streets? The result was that before she went home to the Lord, she saw the fruit of her prayer. But that napkin turned brown. That napkin was up there a long time. Amen? God wants our prayers to come out of our heart and not out of selfishness. 
See, Hannah was praying from her heart. Hannah wasn't asking God to give her a son so she could hoard the son. Hannah was asking God to give her a son so she could give the son back to God. Verse 15 reads like this. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. Now listen to how she answers Eli. Listen how she answers Eli. She says, but Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. I am a woman of sorrow, sorrowful spirit. I have drank neither wine nor intoxicating drink but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Listen, listen to how she answered him. She didn't allow his judgment or his perception to stop her from bringing her petition before God. She just told him what was wrong. My, my spirit is sorrowful. I, I'm not drunk. But I've just been pouring out my soul before God. Verse 16 reads like this. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaining grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate and drank, and her, and her face was no longer sad. Listen, listen to this. Her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and they worshiped before they, they worshiped before the Lord and returned to their home, to, to their house in Raham. And El, Elkanah knew his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And so it came to pass in a process of time. Listen to what the word says: in a process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, "Because I have asked for him." because I've asked for him from the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. Hannah didn't go after Eli. We would think that she had every right to go after Eli because Eli judged her unjustly. But, he, but she still showed Eli respect by explaining herself. Hannah said, I poured out my, I'm pouring out my soul. Sometimes it's exactly what we need to do is pour out our souls before God. Now just think of it. If Hannah was harsh, <laughs> I'm going to keep this real. Just think of it. Hannah was harsh and Eli would have said that, huh, I don't want to be around here. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Deuces. She would have missed her blessing. She would have missed her blessing because she would have been acting on raw emotion and feeling instead of, instead of standing on the presence of what she was praying before God. The blessing was, and after Hannah explained herself, the man of God said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition." See, out of the same mouth came cursings, but out of the same mouth also came blessings. What Hannah did was explain herself. Hannah heard the word of the Lord coming from Eli. And the Bible said that her face was no longer sad. She received this word by faith. And it changed everything about her. Hannah is teaching us that we, can that we can regain the joy 
in the house of the Lord. This is what Hannah is teaching us this morning, is that we can regain our joy in the house of the Lord. We can regain fellowship in the house of the Lord. Hannah is showing us by, by her regaining fellowship in the house of the Lord, she is about to receive and she is about to give birth to the promise of her prayers. She didn't allow her emotions to move her away from what she believed. When we regain fellowship in the house of the Lord, it becomes an open heart issue of worship and faith. Samuel was still a promise of faith, but, but what Hannah did, she allowed herself to hold on to her prayers. She allowed herself not to get deterred or, or distracted when she was praying before God, no matter what anyone else said. Hannah was going to the house of the Lord for a purpose. She was going to the house of the Lord so that she would be able to worship God. She was not going to be deterred by the opinions of somebody else. Her relationship with God was her relationship with God. What happens is we intertwine our relationship with God with everybody else. And then we end up getting hurt, distracted. See, let's get a little deeper. The devil is tricky. The devil was using somebody in Hannah's own household, in, 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 in Hannah's own household, to deter her from her promise. Her husband had another wife with other children. Her womb was closed. The Bible said that she was in bitterness of soul. So every time that she went to the place of worship, she was always reminded what she didn't have. Not understanding the promise that God had for her that her womb may have been closed for a moment. But he was going to open it up for his purpose, for his destiny. Hannah is teaching us that this didn't happen right away. The Bible said a process of time. See, let me, let me explain it. We get on our knees. Lord, I want this. Okay, Lord. And, and Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then we go down the street. We go back. And man, Lord, I thought you was going to give me that already. But where is it at? So we go back the next day. Lord, um, you know, I, I asked you uh, uh, last Monday, um, uh, for that new Mercedes, and and you know, you know, I got this got this job working over here at uh, Hot Now and and oh, oh, in McDonald's, and and you know, the payment over at that for that Mercedes is like seven hundred a month, but I'm only uh, uh, making four hundred a month. But Lord, I still want it. God never said you couldn't have it. Said it's going to be a process of time. If you want it, you're going to have to work to get it. If you understand that you want this Mercedes and the $700 a month, then you're going to have to constantly increase yourself in order for you to afford it. You think God's going to give you something to put you in debt? That every month you crying out, Lord, I need another $300. Make this payment. No, it, it doesn't work that way. When, when God gives you something, it flows. Said the process of time. But we must be willing to go through the process. 
what happens is we're not willing to go through the process. We want it right now. You know how you get them goes and you throw it in the thing and it pops down. Two minutes later, you can put some butter on it and serve and eat it and go. That's what we want. We want it right now. But let's, let's keep this real real. Every mother will tell you it took nine months for you to get here. Nine months of her nurturing you in her womb. It took nine months. It wasn't that you were conceived and all of a sudden, two weeks later, you popped out. You had to be formed. You had to, little fingers had to come up, little toes. Heart had to be formed. Brain had to be formed. God was formulating you in your mother's womb. He was, he was, he was forming it. He was getting everything together. And you wonder why she's walking around holding her back. Because you got heavy. But it was a process of time. What am, I, what am I saying this morning? I'm saying this morning is that when you pray for something and it's really coming from your heart, God heard you. The Bible said that he heard Daniel. He said, he said Daniel, I heard you, for you before you finished even praying in your heart. He said, I heard you. But it took 21 days because the Prince of Pasia was fighting against it. What is the Bible teaching us this morning is that, is that God hears our prayers. It may be a process of time. Amen. But we must continue to believe in the promise. Verse 21. And now the man, Elkanah, and all his house went up to offer to the Lord a yearly sacrifice in his vow. And Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned. And, when I, and, and then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, do what, do, do, do what seems best for you and wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Now listen to what her husband is saying. Only let the, word, the, only let the Lord establish his word. And then the woman stayed and nursed her son until he was weaned. Men, our vow is to keep our household in order before God. The Bible said he took his whole house to the house of the Lord. In this culture, at this time, when they're talking about being weaned, the baby is being weaned between two and three years. Let's keep it real. Hannah was in no rush to run up to the temple and he say, here's my baby. She was in no rush to do that. Sometimes one of the hardest things is, is to give what God has given us and give it back to him so we can get all the, all the praise and glory for him. Now listen to what the words of her husband. Her husband is telling his wife Hannah to make sure you do everything in obedience of the Lord so that, so that we may be able to see his promises. Why is this so important to him? Because it was her prayers and vow to the Lord, not his. That's why it was so important. That's why he said, let it be as you say. But then as a husband, he wanted to remind her, remember about the obedience. It was his obedience as a husband before God to make sure his house stayed in order before God, not man, but God. When a mother gives up her child in baby dedication, 
This is what she is saying. She's saying, Lord, I'm giving you this child back. This is, this is your child. A mother can only feed a child for so long from her body. But after a while, that child needs to be fed from the Lord. That child's soul needs to be fed from the Lord. I'm going to finish here. Verse 24 reads like this. And now when she had winged him and took and took and she took him and she took him up with her with three bulls and some flour and the skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Salah. And the child was young. And then they slaughtered a bull and bought bought the child to Eli and said, O Lord, O my Lord, as as your, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am. Now listen to how, what she's saying. She says, I am the woman who stood by here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted my, peti- my, my, my petition, which I asked him. Therefore, I, therefore, I, I, therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. The hardest part was for the mother to give up her son. It was a willingness to fulfill the vow and the promise of her heart. Remember that that she prayed from her heart. So it was the promise of her heart that God was looking for. When, when, When the Bible uses this word lent, it means, it means, um, presenting a prayer or promise back to the Lord. That's what it means. Presenting a prayer or a promise back to the Lord. Showing God that this is the fulfillment of what he turned from bitterness of soul to joy and peace. Hannah named her promise Samuel, which means name of God. And just think of it as on, 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 on a practical sense. When a, when a woman gives birth to a child and the doctor hands the baby over to the mother and she holds it and she names it. They worship the Lord there. We must learn to worship the Lord our God right where we are at. Hannah is teaching us that once we are able to give our children back to God, He is going to bless us continuously. Whatever it is in your life, when you're able to give it back to God, God will bless you continuously. Now watch this. Hannah was able to watch how God was blessing her son as he became priest of Israel. Hannah gave God back what, 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 what was the promise of her prayer, and God used the promise of her prayer to become priest of Israel. Her womb was closed for a purpose, and it was open for a reason. A mother with an obedient heart who is willing to give her son back to God will watch the fulfillment of her prayer. That's what we have to understand. Is that when we give God back what he's given us, we're able to watch the fulfillment of our prayers. Those of of you who, who have children, those of you who are future mothers, remember your prayer. Remember your vow to God. Those of you who are seeking careers and, 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 and looking for entrepreneurship, remember your prayer when you went before God. Remember how you asked him, Lord, if you bless me with this, this is what I'll do. Can you give it back to him? Can you give it back to him knowing that he will get the honor, that he would get the glory, that he would get the fulfillment 
and then you will be able to benefit and reap from it. Because he blessed you with it always doesn't mean that you're going to benefit from it. We only benefit from it when we give it back to him. That's why tithes and offering are so important is, is that he's already blessed us with it. But then when we have tithes and offering, we're giving him the 10% back and he's going to continue to bless us. It's a principle. Hannah understood something is that, is that she was not going to allow opinions The way she felt, the way her husband perceived her, but most importantly, she was not going to allow her circumstance to stop her prayers from being fulfilled and the promise that God wanted from her heart. Just imagine when she gave Samuel to Eli. And just imagine as a mother. She never stopped being a mother to Samuel. Bible didn't say that, did it? Did it say that, that Hannah stopped being a mother to Samuel? It didn't say that, did it? It said that, that, that Hannah gave the child to Eli so Eli could train the child for his destiny to be priest of Israel. So as a mother, she's watching this. Think how proud she was in her heart that she was, you know, my son is a priest of Israel. Amen? Altars are always open. Altars are always open. But there's something in your heart that you, that you are praying for. And you need that breakthrough. The altars are open. The Bible said that that, that that she prayed in bitterness and anguish of soul. She laid it before the altar. She was honest with God. 